Greetings, Mary Meet. Welcome to our little cottage in the forest of the internet. You're listening to Country Dwellers Podcast with Marilyn and Runa. Walk with us on our path as we illuminate spirituality from the pagan perspective. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 4 of your Country Dwellers Pagan Podcast on September 29th, 2018. Welcome, all you lovely listeners. I am Runa. And I am Marilyn. Hello, everyone, and welcome, Fall. <laughs> it is here with the Big Bang. Mm-hmm. And that leads us right into what we're going to talk about. But first, we're going to pull a tarot card. Oh, <laughs> all right. We're doing that right off the bat. Okay. Let's see. Let me just shuffle these babies. While she shuffles it, I'm going to let all our listeners know that we are going to be talking about the veil between this physical plane and this realm of the spirit. Which is always a fun time. Oh, king of swords, love butts. King Mm -hmm. of swords. All right. (laughs) So, you know, your swords are eastern direction. They're air element. Uh, That's a really good one that we're drawing today, especially talking about the veil because... Your swords are talking, their their connection to spiritual realm, their connection to those messages that we receive from ancestors, guards, guide, guides, guardians, um, angels, all of those spiritual beings that speak to us from the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, King of Swords is also about drawing those boundaries, mm. about communication. So if you are... If you are having some friends right now that, you know, don't understand your boundaries or at work your boundaries are not set or at home your boundaries are not set, please, now is the time, especially with the King of Cups here, to... King of Swords. I'm sorry, King of Swords. Where the hell is my head already? (laughs) Especially with the King of Swords to communicate with those people in in a compassionate loving way you don't have to be abrupt or curt but definitely communicate with those people your boundaries what you expect what you are upset with what may have hurt you things like that or what may brings you joy things mm-hmm. like that and also if you are a medium or you're getting all of those spiritual messages from the other side it's also okay to remember that you can put your time boundaries down with those spirits and say hey after 10 p.m pst i'm done mm-hmm. there's no more spiritual <laughs> contact until 6 a.m the next morning and can you please leave me alone when i'm having dinner with exactly. my husband exactly <laughs> you know what i'm saying so remember to draw your boundaries remember your community Make it authoritative, but it doesn't have to be demeaning or degrading when you do that as well. It's just out of respect for yourself. Yes, we talk a lot about how both you and I like to set boundaries and we do so with kindness and with civility and and ultimately respect for the other persons. And we're finding often that that 
respect that we give other people when we're communicating with them is interpreted incorrectly as weakness or that it's an invitation to dismiss what we are saying or to walk all over us in some other aspect. And that is not the case. We are treating those people with the respect that we would like them to treat us with, the Mm -hmm. civility and the kindness that we would like them to treat us with, that golden rule that you talked about. However, I think that the King of Swords also says when you need to put the bitch on, as we say, for lack of a better way, and be brash and be curt and say, this is it, black and white, you do this or Or this go is away. the consequence. Yes, yeah. those are your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Definitely draw those boundaries. And in those cases where you do have to put that down, realize, okay, I need to be a little bit more firm-handed with yes. this person because this person is not understanding my, my soft boundaries. So now I'm going to put down some hard boundaries. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's, mm-hmm. it's all all about all about you and respecting you and your space and what you have to give and what you are expecting to receive for sure remember the kings too are also about a mastery so when he comes up he's a reminder okay you've mastered a little bit of this uh, spiritual communication but don't let that ego come in too much into play mm-hmm. know that we are always i fully believe that a part of being a master is to know that you are always a student mm-hmm Mm-hmm. That, to me, is the epitome of knowing that you've mastered something. And we will absolutely talk exactly about that when For we sure. dive into talking about the veil. For sure. All right. So that's my that's my take on the King of Swords today. He's such a handsome fellow. He really is, Ginger. <laughs> <laughs> you know I love my ginger man. He does kind of look like the Viking, mm-hmm. except his beard is not long enough. No, no. He's got kind of a shorty beard. <laughs> and if you are confused about what we're talking about as far as what the card looks like, make sure that you go to our website at countrydwellers.com and we always post a picture of the card yes. that we have pulled during the episode. Yes, we do. Which means you can listen to the podcast rated our episode, but if you're on the fly and you want to listen to it on SoundCloud, you can do that. We're on Google Play, iTunes, and now... Spotify! Woo! Yay! We're messing. We're playing with the big boys now, baby. <laughs> meow, meow. I love it. I love it. Should I start just playing our podcast as I'm teaching my yoga class? <laughs> oh, you can do that. You can totally do that. Oh shit, that's funny. So when Marilyn came to me and said, what are we going to talk about for this podcast? I had just had a very unsettling interaction with the spirit realm. And so I knew very well that the universe was saying, this is what you need to talk about. But I'll share with our listeners, poor Marilyn's already heard this story, but I was sitting at the dinner table with my husband. We were just finishing up. We were conversing about what chores we needed to get done that evening, how things were going to play out for our week, yada, yada. And I physically, it was as if someone came and pushed my left shoulder and kind of moved my body. So it moved and it looked to my husband like I was having some kind of physical conniption, some kind of epileptic fit or something, because it was so, and there's no other word for it, it was violent. It was sudden, it was forceful, it was, hey, you. And the Viking was, are you okay? What's wrong? His eyes got all big and everything like that. And I'm like, 
I don't know. I, I told him. I said, somebody just pushed me. Like, there was no denying the fact that someone had just pushed me. Mm-hmm. And he is like, oh, that parallel universe, that spirit realm, what have you, is really reaching out to you. I'm having dinner with my husband, man. Come on. Give me, you know, give me a break. When I go and meditate for in my evening meditation, then come talk to me kind of thing. But this, whoever it was, was not letting it go because moments later it was as if I saw this shadow move from one end of our property to the other in the window right that was right behind me and again it was so real to me that I saw this movement I saw this shadow and I said to my husband did you see that and he said see what hmm. And it's really unsettling. And I know I talked about this last year when we were getting close to Samhain, that it's unsettling because, first of all, it's sudden, it's abrupt, you weren't expecting it. And the other part of it is if someone else is there when you're experiencing these things and they are not in tune with it or think that the realm of the spirit is just this kind of woo-woo crap, you know, you look like you're a little not playing with all your tarot cards <laughs> kind of thing, you know? And I'm very aware of that. But, you know, we had a long conversation because there's there's a thing that he experiences that, that I have no experience with and, and do not experience myself. And he thinks it's really sad that I can't see that. And I and so we talked right after that incident about how the thinning of the veil is coming. But man, is it early for me to be experiencing these things. Then I talked to Marilyn and she says... Yeah, it's not early. It's not early. No. We both are really in tune. Like as the energy begins to ramp up. Yeah. We're already keyed into not, it. It's not early. Um, I can already feel it too. It's it's not early. The one thing I will tell you is that every year I feel the wheel of the year moving a little bit. I can feel the energies a lot sooner. So mm-hmm. how do I put that? I'm almost like, it's almost like the circle is moving backwards and dumping them all into my cup a mm. little bit faster. And I'm feeling those energies and those emotions. I'm kind of waiting for the time where I just feel all of it at once. You see what I'm saying? Like all the time. Mm-hmm. You see where I'm really in tune to all of those things. And that's all where that whole time. boundary thing is totally going to come into play, I believe. Because as I was telling you when I first relayed this story to you, that I'm 52 and I've felt this kind of stuff my entire life. I've dismissed it. I've tried to, as a kid, it was normal. It was I, like, I saw these people, I heard them talking to me and many, many children see it. And it's mm-hmm. not until you get older and the rest of the world's like, what are you talking about? There's nobody here. There's no, what, what? And so you, you dismiss it and you guard yourself against it. So when it does come, even though I'm open to it now, very much so, when it comes suddenly like that, how to handle it is really, really difficult. And I'm I'm not really good at it. Like you said in your tarot card reading, you're the student. You need to still be the student. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm still the student. I'm still figuring it out. And I the energy that was there while we were having dinner, when I tried to reach out and find it later, was gone. Mm. It's really hard, though, in this world, as you're going through Western society life, to, okay, stop. Excuse me, husband, I must go and commune with the spirit. It That's that's a little hard sometimes, <laughs> even though my lovely husband is very, very accommodating and not 
tolerant was the word that came to mind, but that's not correct. He's supportive. He's very, very supportive. But at that moment, we were trying to take care of some legal business and figure out a strategy. And here comes this energy, this spirit, and (laughs) says, hey, (laughs) now, if thinking about it and talking about it again, maybe that person was trying to give us guidance. I don't know. But I was so gobsmacked Mm. at that moment that I didn't know how to behave. So my point to our listeners is if you're open to it or you have kind of this natural connection to the spirit realm, which many hedge witches do, and if you're a hedge witch, you know you're a hedge witch. There's no denying it. I mean, you can deny it. You can say, (laughs) leave me alone. I do that a lot because I just don't have time for it and have a dinner or I'm driving down the road. Hello, are you trying to kill me? You're not going to get any messages to me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But, oh, I'm rambling. I totally lost my point. (laughs) Yes, so the veil is already beginning to thin. And if you are super sensitive as we are, you're starting to feel it. You're starting to feel it very, very strongly. And you could physically feel it. Yeah, you totally can. And yes, it's already starting to thin. I don't get surprised when spirit comes to visit me, but I'm on a different... I accepted it a long time ago. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I kind of just accepted that, you know, when I'm in the shower, sometimes they come to visit. However, I do have my boundaries like I had a meeting with my spirit council last year or sometime and I set my boundaries down like okay I'm a mom first so if I'm dealing with homework and things you can't just come up to me but they also know that sometimes when I'm just out and about they fuck they come they come and they talk to me especially when there's somebody that needs a message which puts me in kind of a weird spot hard place Mm -hmm. because I'm you're taught in ethics you don't just go up and tell somebody the message that spirit is giving you because it can really fuck somebody up oh yeah like honestly Mm -hmm. So you don't do that. You wait for them to kind of ask you or bring that subject in or whatever. So it's kind of hard for me sometimes to just tell people the message. So it's very nice when I get invited to go and do like a tarot spirit party or something like that Mm. because it's really a wonderful opening for spirit to come and give message. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that message is even given to outside of that circle sitting with me and talking for mm-hmm. people that they know outside. Mm. So when interesting. The, yeah, so when the veil the energy of the veil lifting starts to come, don't be surprised if those messages you receive them more mm-hmm. and more and more. Not just you, but like everybody receives them more and more. That's the whole point of the veil lifting. Mm-hmm. And I fully believe that with energies being as staticky as they were this year, people are going to start feeling that veil lifting a little bit more because the energy is so, the, that energetic cloud mm-hmm. is so strong this year that people are going to start feeling the veil lifting a lot sooner mm-hmm. than expected. So don't let it knock you off guard. Mm-hmm. Just make sure that whatever you're doing, you always have that protective boundary around you. And only, you know, those messages or those ancestors that you are hoping to come through will come through to you. You know, just always have that protective boundary around you. I, I feel like a silly witch right now because when you're talking about protective boundaries, I totally 
Like we just went through and like cleaned the entire house. And so So you cleaned all your protective boundaries away. I absolutely did. Yeah. I absolutely did. Like without even thinking about it. Without even thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And we I had planned that before we physically moved out of the house, because we're still kind of half there and half on the boat and half traveling, that I was going to go and sage the whole property and redo the boundaries to leave kind of this peacefulness for the next people who moved in. Right. And my husband said that that I shouldn't do that unless I had their permission, but I'm like, whatever. But I just realized, like, I had I had protections over every entry into my home. And I took all of those down. Like, I had crystals and charms and everything like that. And when I did it, I did it appropriately. But you're still lessening your boundary. Lessen my boundary because I wasn't planning on being there very long. Right. And you know, by- you know our properties. Yes. You know that we are on First, First Nations lands. Mm-hmm. You know that. Mm-hmm. So... Well, and when I first moved in, I think I already told this story. So I apologize to my listeners if you've been with us since the beginning. Hello, I love you. Thank you very much for being here. When we first moved into our property, there was this very old, very powerful, and the power of it frightened me at first. And I felt like you get these Western society things whispering in your ear and the whole like, Poltergeist movie came into my head, which which really diminishes it. And I don't mean to do that. But that, that voice of doubt in your head says, oh, my gosh, where did I move? Did I move someplace that's not going to be a happy place? Is there negative energy here? You know, I didn't feel it at first. And now all of a sudden it's showing itself. But I had somebody read the property several times over and they were like, oh, yes, it's very old. It's very powerful. But it does not mean you harm, Mm-mm. but you need to respect that it is here. You need to honor it and respect it, And yes. honor it. And I absolutely did. And I think that's why, although we had many, many struggles in that home that for, for the years that we lived there, we also came out okay. Mm-hmm. You know, everything worked out okay because I felt like that guardian was there right. and kind of nudging us in the right direction every single day. And... I think that even though that energy is there, I had to make sure that I had boundaries from it. Mm-hmm. And I took, when mm-hmm. I cleaned everything up, I took my crystals out. I took. Now you're probably noticing that's probably why you got the nudge and are seeing the spirit walking across your land. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. Protective boundaries, like King of Swords said, protective boundaries, boundaries in general are very, very important, mm-hmm. especially now that the veil is lifting. Mm-hmm. Just because the veil is lifting doesn't mean that only your ancestors, your great ones oh, are no. going to come and see right. you. Right, exactly. It means that spirit is able to walk among us. It's weird because like when it's ancestor stuff, I, I know it like immediately. Right. I know it immediately, and it's not as unsettling. It's not as confusing. Like, no. that's part of it. It's like, what? Why are you pushing me? Yeah. Knock on my my well, my hedge you, witch door and let's talk. But I'll, I'll give you an example. So I've yes. been I've been really hunkering down on my continued education courses too mm-hmm. because you know massage license you have to have them mm-hmm. twenty four every two years. Oh, so yeah. anyway, so I've been you know me I'm a fucking procrastinator. 
So I've been hunkering down on him. Finally. You're not a procrastinator. I'm you, just busy. You are I just really busy. Am busy. <laughs> so last night I, I finally got done with the last three hours. And after I was done, I was like, okay, I'm just going to lay down on my puffy, puffy, soft carpet in mm-hmm. my beautiful office. I know. She and is such the sanctuary. I, it really is. I'm so blessed in that. And I'm just going to lay down and relax. I laid down for not five minutes with my palms up receiving, you know, someone grabbed my hand and started massaging my hand with one hand of theirs. And then the other hand was right here where my diaphragm is. Oh, it's your and started, solar plexus yeah, kind of, yeah. And started mm-hmm. massaging my diaphragm. It was very loving, very loving dear touch. So I'm, I'm assuming it was probably one of my grandmothers coming mm. through. And just letting me know, hey, here's some light. Mm. I love you. And I could honestly, I could feel the energy moving. Oh, that's like so amazing. Th- my whole body was like... Okay, I'll give you an example. You know how somebody may take like a little rolling pin on your Mm -hmm, arm or something? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's how the energy was moving through me. I could physically feel it rolling. My pajamas that I was wearing, not because I was breathing, were being pressed down. We're moving. I had an experience wow, last night. Wow, that's amazing. Um, but I'm telling you, I think it was with me, I, I believe it was one of my grandmothers just mm-hmm. coming and saying, it's all going to, you're good. Here's mm-hmm. some light. I'm going to re-energize you. You're going to be good. Such a loving, loving, wonderful touch. But things like that happen more frequently and more clearly and more forcefully as the veil lifts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So don't be surprised. Don't be shocked. Just now you know, and if you're one of us that feels the energy way before the veil actually lifts, now you know. Just make sure you kind of really spark up that protective boundary. Yeah. You know? No, that's. I think that's absolutely so I'm, some good counsel. For... I'm so happy that King of Swords came into mm-hmm. play today to mm-hmm. remind. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but to give you some kind of solace as to why you may be seeing those things around your house and feeling those things around your house now because... You have lessened your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Released have. your boundaries. It's also too like I had this vision of you know that old holiday commercial where they're going to have the doorbuster sales. Yes. And they have all the people pressed up open, against them. Open, open, open. Yes. That's exactly That's what, the, what they're That's doing. That's it. Like, open, open, open the veil. That open, is, open, open, that open is exactly how it feels. It <laughs> yes. is. Yes. It totally is. I love that. Yes. It totally feels that way. So it's, you have to have you have to have that bar against the door and then like open it slowly and let one or two in and yes. close it back up. Yes. Now there is there is debate as to when the veil actually starts lifting. Mm. You know me. I'm a three day or six dayer, right? Mm-hmm. So I always have the pre shadow, post shadow. You know, absolutely. So to me. My veil, I mean, weeks ahead starts lifting. But what I tell people is, well, don't be surprised around October 29th that veil starts lifting. October 31st into November 1st, way up, way up. There's no mm-hmm. veil. It's, it's disappeared all the way into November 3rd. Mm-hmm. You My know birthday. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So yeah. just know that you do have the pre and the post shadow mm-hmm. of that veil. 
And anyone who's not uber sensitive to it is absolutely going to feel it. Right. And you may dismiss it as just... I'm feeling off or I'm feeling heavy or... I'm feeling unwell. I'm sick. Right. Something like that. Yeah. But it doesn't necessarily have to be something negative. No, God, no. And I I can't say that I've had any kind of experience like you just described where it was just like so nurturing and everything like that. It was really great. And I think that's part of my resistance for so many years to just accepting, okay, I'm a hedge witch. It's all there is to it. I'm going to get these weird moments where the realm of the spirit is reaching out, but is because when I, after I had forgotten, like, cause I don't know if I made this really clear early on, but like when you're a kid, you absolutely know these things and accept them without any kind of prejudice and everything's fine. Like there's no negativity around it. Until the outside world feeds that negativity to you. And then we're like, oh, well, I, I can't think that it's, it's a sin to think that way, or it's bad to think mm-hmm. that way, or I'm going to get hurt if I think that way or something like that. When I re kind of opened up that pathway in my life and accepted it, because you, you can only deny something for so long. And then you absolutely have to accept it, cope with it, deal with it, accept it, you Mm -hmm. know, radical acceptance. When I radically accepted, okay, look, I feel these things. I'm not crazy. (laughs) One of the first experiences I had was very, very uh, dark. And I didn't, again, I was a student. I'm still learning. And even though I can tell you what I experience and how I deal with it and how I cope with it, Everybody is going to be different, but it wasn't dark in that it was like people think demonic or evil spirit or anything like that. That person had a really, really terrible experience and they were trying to get me a message to somebody. But I am so also very, have so much empathy and empath for this physical world and what people feel every single day as a, as a human, as opposed to the spirit of the realm, that I was so caught up in that negativity that it frightened me Mm -hmm. and it took me probably six weeks to try and interpret the message, figure out who I was supposed to talk to. And then you've got to figure out, like you said, how do you give that message to the Are person? Are they even ready Are to they receive ready to that receive message? Mm-hmm. You know, because you can't just walk up and go, oh, by the way, your dead relative yeah. came and visited me. And I know that they died horribly and it was awful. And oh, by, but they want you to know whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't just do that. You have to, again, be They civil, have to be, be open to receive just like you're open right. to receive. And as it was, it was near Halloween and that person was like, I feel like this person, you know, you know, my brother at the point was a brother. I feel like my brother is trying to tell me something, but I can't get to it. And that was my opening. Well, as a matter of fact, and I didn't say, oh, I was, you know, in the kitchen doing dishes and they came and talked to me. I just said, I had a dream and this is the dream that I had. Like you, you like spirit tells you. Source tells you exactly how you're going to mm-hmm. do it in the right moment. Right. And you just, like you say, have to be open to it. And I was able to say, here's my dream, and this is what I know in the dream. And it comforted that individual. Because, and here's the thing, too. You may not always understand that message. Mm-hmm. It's not for you to understand. No. Mm-mm. It's for the receiver to understand. Mm-hmm. So just because I'm being given a word like pickle... 
doesn't mean that I'm going to understand it. Mm -hmm. But the person that I'm giving this message to might understand it as a nickname or something that the people Mm -hmm. enjoyed together or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Or you might not even get like a word. It may just be an emotion. It may be a vision, emotion, a Mm -hmm. feeling. Right. Something like that for sure. I mean, spirit speaks to us in so many different beautiful ways and even more so when that veil lifts. Mm -hmm. But the main thing that you need to do... And you can start working on it right now, especially in the moon right now, is waning. And it's in the sign of Gemini. So don't be surprised if, especially when you're receiving those messages from spirit, if you're fighting with yourself saying, is this just my imagination? Mm -hmm. I don't believe this. Is this really going on? I don't know because we're in Gemini. So Gemini is, Gemini is, you know, that duality. I have to tell you things. Exactly. That double-sided. I have to tell you things. I want you to listen to me, but I'm questioning myself all at the same time. And Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And especially because it's waning, we're heading darker in. So it's going to be, don't, just please don't be surprised right now if you are feeling, okay, am I really receiving these messages? I don't know because I'm being really introspective right now too. So Mm -hmm. I don't really fucking know what's, yes, you are. You're receiving the messages. Mm -hmm. But because we are heading into waning moon, it's very important now that you really put up those protective boundaries and let that protective boundary also only allow in the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That way you don't have to question, is this really real? Mm-hmm. Because it's only allowing in the truth. That, I mean, that's what I, that's what I struggle with. So I'm really glad that we had this conversation because it just gives me a more focused path to go down because the veil is just going to get thinner and thinner and I'm going to get more and more visits and more and more messages and that 29th through for me it's like more like the 6th of november because there's there's people those there are spirits that procrastinate and they're fashionably late yeah and so (laughs) and, and that whole time frame right is so so busy for me always well because people also come to me that have come to me for many years and say is there any messages for me? Mm-hmm. And I try and hone in and see if there is. There isn't always. No. You know, it's not It's it's not like it's dialing not a, hey, a telephone it's, number. It's not. Let me call that spirit up. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is not what spirit do I have on the phone day. Mm-hmm. That is not how it is. And a lot of people think it is. And I think modern media has kind of planted that seed to a it, lot of people. It has. It it's has. not. There are ways that you can go into that state, especially holding someone's object or something like that, which is kind of a, a tune in mm-hmm. or something like that. Yes, you can you can tune in that way if spirit has a message. But what you what the most important thing to remember here is you're not going to get a message unless spirit has a message for right. you. So even if you go to a medium or whatever. If the medium is really authentic and they're not getting a message, they'll tell you, I'm sorry, I'm not receiving a message from this person. Mm -hmm. If the medium is not authentic, they're going to kind of roll with the game, throw some things out, see where they can get lucky and go with what they have gotten lucky on. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you're not already receiving messages and you choose to go and see someone that does, please make sure that you know Mm -hmm. the authenticity Right. Of that person. Really listen to your gut. Put on that protective boundary. 
mm-hmm. things like that. Because if you go to someone that's just bullshitting you, especially around the time of uh, the lifting veil, you kind of put it yourself in danger because if that person can contact spirit but doesn't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. then they may not be protected and you may get some negativity latched on to you, things like that. So it, it kind of becomes this kind of shitty game and I really have a thing against people that say that they can speak to the other side and bullshit people. I fraudulent and I don't approve of it whatsoever. Spirit doesn't always come through right when you want it to. Just no. know that. Mm-mm. But it does come through sometimes when you're not expecting it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. As I see in my life all the time. It really does. But if if you always have that, bound, that protective boundary up, even when it comes through and you're not expecting it, it's still messages of honesty and mm-hmm. path and things like that. I think that was thinking back at this moment about that situation that I opened the podcast with sitting there at the dinner table and being violently pushed. And when I say violent, like I didn't fall out of my chair, but like, you know, I it went, was abrupt. Yeah, it was abrupt. You know, somebody comes by you and you're sitting there and they kind of, you know, knock your shoulder back. You're going to move. And that's kind of how it was. I still don't know what the heck they were trying to tell me. Well, what were you talking about at the time? Think about that. <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe they were trying to knock you off that path of what you were talking about. Maybe mm-hmm. that was the not the right decision that you were making and they were trying to say, hey, or mm-hmm. something and like that. You have to you have to really key into these things. Right. And thinking back to what we were talking about, we have abandoned that path and we're going down a totally different path. So, so maybe subconsciously you got the message, but physically you got the push. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. No, I, I get it. But this was more than a week ago now, and it took me a minute. So I'm I guess not, that's a yeah. great lesson for our for our listeners, too, is it may take you a while to figure mm-hmm. out what, what that message was. So write it down. Mm. Write down the experience. Oh, I do. Write down write down the sounds you heard outside. Write down how you were feeling. Write down the smells you smelled. Write down what you were eating. Anything like that, all of those are keys to this, this maze, mm. this puzzle of spiritual connection. You have to write all those things down. And then later on, a few days later, an hour later, whatever, look back at what you wrote down and say, oh, that was the message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's what was going on. This is what I was talking Mm -hmm. about at that time. That's what's going. Okay. All right, spirit. I get you. Because spirit doesn't always use the fucking language that we use. That's right. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you'll get spirit come up and whisper a whole sentence right in your ears. And you're like, whoa. Those those are actually pretty nice interactions. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I love that so much. And then (laughs) sometimes you'll get words flashing in your head. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you'll get an emotional feeling, a physical feeling. Spirit speaks in so many different ways. Just be open to receive positive, loving, healing message for the best and highest good. Yes. Always for best that and highest key. good. That is key. Yes. Best and highest good. I just did a, a tarot party recently, and one of the girls asked me, you know, does spirit just come through? Or what did she say? Something to the effect of, can you just call spirit in? Things like that. And I told her, I said, you know what? I go, it really doesn't work that way. And I said, and besides, I'm not ever going to call in a spirit that is not positive in manner and delivering Mm -hmm. message for Mm -hmm. best and highest good. I said, my protective boundaries are such that 
they wouldn't let that kind of spirit in anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, what I do is I open the doorway to receive message for myself and for people for the best and highest good from whatever spirit, mm-hmm. positive spirit wants to come through. And then those are the ones that come through. If there's some shitty message that needs to come through for a selfish reason or something, that spirit doesn't come through at that time Mm -hmm. because in reality, the receiver isn't ready to hear it anyway. And that's why I always counsel people when they ask me about that. Don't dabble. Don't play around. No. Don't. God, no. Don't invite. Well, especially around time of the veil. Oh, my gosh. If you are not fucking experienced, please do not pick up a damn Ouija board and start a spirit board and start playing. Okay? Please, please do not do that, especially around the time of the veil lifting. Yes. Because it's it's an invitation, not necessarily for your best and highest good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. So there's going to be a lot of selfish, negative energy that you can invite in. And it can wreak havoc on your life. It really can. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. I, I've seen it happen way too many times to people. And then they come to me and say that they're haunted, you know, in very simplistic terms. And you find out what's been going on and you backtrack with them. And yeah, because we both want to help people. Right. And come to find out that six months ago or whatever, they were playing around. Mm -hmm. They had a seance or they were playing around with the Ouija board. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't look into that and dive into that, but find a mentor, educate yourself. Yes. And approach it. In a manner where, like we said, you're protected, you have mm-hmm. your boundaries, and you're looking for positive, healing, helpful, best and highest good interactions. Because if you just open the door, mm-mm. Right. I mean, bueno. honestly, the first class I teach in my series of classes is protective boundaries. Mm-hmm. Ethics and protective boundaries. Mm-hmm. Those are the mo- those are the two most important things. I'm not going to teach you how to divine and scry and all of those wonderful things mm-hmm. until I know that you have your protection put up because I'm not going to be responsible for some negative spirit coming to you. I think I think the title of this podcast is probably going to be Runa has a dumb witch moment. <laughs> no. It's not a dumb witch moment. <laughs> Well, I mean, it wasn't until you started talking about boundaries and I'm like, oh my God, I scrubbed because like... Baby, you didn't even think about it because you had one thing on the mind. Get my house ready to sell. Yep. There's nothing wrong with that. You had had your blinders on and you were working. Right. You know? Right. But, you know, I have this spell that I love and, and have done everywhere I have lived and it pulls from a lot of different belief systems. I anoint my entryways to my homes with sacred oil Mm -hmm. and I cast a spell and there's protective symbols. Either I either scratch them into the windowsill or I hang a crystal from blessed ribbon. Like Mm -hmm. I've blessed it over a full moon or what have you to protect my home. And I put all that stuff away and I scrub the oil, the blessed oil away from the, the... Well, to be quite honest with you, part of me really believes that you subconsciously did that knowing that this was kind of your goodbye mm-hmm. to your home. Well, it is. It you absolutely know what I'm is. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of your releasing mm-hmm. of that property, of yeah. that home. 
Yeah. You know, whether you realized it or not, I think that's what you were doing. Oh, yeah. No, it was rather unconscious. And it's interesting to kind of look at that after the fact and say that's kind of what I was doing. But absolutely. I mean, we cleanse all the time to release things. And that's exactly what I was doing. Inadvertently, what I was not thinking about (laughs) is I opened the door to some... Little rude visitors. And, by the way, you don't know if those visitors were negative or not. I don't think that they were. Like, I didn't feel that. It was more the fact that my husband witnessed me kind of having this, like kind of crazy witch moment, right? Mm-hmm. Where I didn't understand it. It Like, I physically had spirits touch me, move me before, not, not so dramatically. Mm-hmm. And so that's what was so unsettling about it. And part of that probably is, speaking about it now, because I'm opening more and more doors. I mean, when, when I came to you and said, let's do this podcast, part of my reasoning for it was to increase my spiritual life, to make it more of a focus in my life. Right. Because I finally, I don't want to say I had the time, but I needed it. I wanted it in my life. It was it was not an afterthought anymore. It was a primary focus. And it was going to leak into everything that I was doing in my life, my friendships and my art and everything that I did. Mm-hmm. And I think that part of that abruptness with that particular interaction with the hedge is because I'm opening that door wider and wider in my life. So to the listeners who are just beginning their path or in the middle of their path or have neglected their path for a while and are coming back into it, be aware of that. As you open the door, you're going to have experiences that are different, new, and potentially unsettling. And you have to be able to say, okay, sit down with it and say, what is this supposed to teach me? Right. Well, I got all kinds of lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Runa has a dumb witch moment. (laughs) And um, one of the other things is that it's going to be kind of cool because this year we are going to be at Puget Sound Pagan Pride doing interviews once again. I'm actually a little nervous about that. Why? I gotta tell you. Well, because when the veil is so thin like that, I get way more energy from just touching people, mm. from them, from objects. I get it. Like, I remember. Sometimes you just want to dive into your hole in the ground and just kind of, I get it. Yeah. No, go into the cave. Oh, I yeah. I completely understand. And so I'm, I'm a little nervous. Like, I have, I've, I've already had a dream about us being there and a woman coming up up to me and I go to shake her hand and she hugs me and it's there's so many messages for her and it's not it's overwhelming Mm. it it feels crushing that I've woken up from the dream and like a start well I I think the more important question to ask there is what was I wearing You had your little thing, your your little uh, princess. What what did you call it? Oh, it's a headpiece. Yes, you had that on. Definitely a goddess headpiece, and she's hanging right in my office, ready to wear. It's so beautiful. For sure. I think it's going to be really nice. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. And it's all about nerves because you know how I get when there's crowds. I know. I know. So I'm, I'm more of an introvert. I've always been a solitary. Going into the pagan crowd is it requires a lot of energy from me. And I have to, it's going to take me days to recoup after that. <laughs> 
days. Well, I'm definitely going for some downtime. After well, that. the problem is, is we have Samhain right mm-hmm. afterwards, and then my birthday. Mm-hmm. So maybe around the seventh of November, I might actually get some downtime. Oh, and by the way, happy belated, happy belated birthday to me because last week was my birthday, and we didn't even celebrate my birthday on our podcast last week. That was two weeks ago, oh, honey. Two weeks ago, my birthday was the sixteenth. I know. What are we on? Oh, we're the twenty ninth. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to me two weeks ago. <laughs> I gave you presents. You did. I got tons of jams and some chicken stock and all kinds you of good stuff. That, you can make those that chicken dumpling recipe that I mm, gave you. Yes. And to those of you who may be wondering about cauldron cooking, it will come back. But it's on hiatus right now because I really don't have a kitchen. <laughs> I, I mean, I have a kitchen. It's way smaller, and we will do... It's called a galley now, right? It's called a galley, and I I hesitate to say what So galley plans. cooking is coming? No, I mean, it's still going to be cauldron cooking, uh-huh. but in a galley, everything is one pot. Yeah. Everything is one pot. I mean, I have a four-burner galley. Yeah. Or no, I only have two. Is it only two? I thought it's it was only four. two, but I have the oven, and, and that feels like it. another. You still have like your crock pot and stuff on there I that have you my use, crock right? Pot, and it's a much smaller crock pot instead of the big, you know, well, six fuck, or eight. Yeah, you were feeding like eight people. I know. At one now time, I'm only, so yeah. well, mostly only feeding two people, maybe three. So, but it is be one pot. So we'll get the cauldron out and whatnot. But there's spirit interaction. Mm-hmm. It said abandon this path you're going to also do this path. And we've started to include that in what we're doing in our adventure and seeking out joy and peace in our life with the purchase of the new car. And there'll be more to come very, very soon. Oh, shit. Land down sea. Watch out. Land and sea. You're going to ski and swim. Look at that. All right, so I guess we are right about at our limit now and need to say goodbye. Thank you for spending this time with us. Go in peace and love and light. The circle is open, but unbroken. Until we meet again, my darlings. Merry part and blessed be. You've been listening to the Country Dwellers Podcast. You can find us here each and every Saturday can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as on the web at countrydwellers.com. Thanks for listening. Blessed be.